Hello, hello. Welcome back to China Manufacturing Decoded. Thanks for listening as ever. Adrian from the team here, co-hosted by our CEO, Renault. Hi. Hey. Hi, everybody. Hi. Episode one, two, four today. And one of the more popular solutions that we provide at Sophist are the product inspections that a lot of uh, customers use, right, Renault? Right. Yeah, it's basically, it's a lot in um, China, Vietnam, India, but also, yeah, some in Bangladesh, some in, you know, other Southeast Asian countries and so on, right? Hmm. And there are many, many reasons to do quality inspections on your products. Obviously, you want to make sure that the quality is reaching your expectations, I think there's an element of keeping your manufacturer on their toes as well. Mm. But maybe one of the things that we haven't covered yet on the podcast is what happens if you've had an inspection done on a batch of products, say, and it fails. And so that's what you're going to take us through today, Renault, right? Right, right. So recently we talked about uh, failure analysis and so on, you know, like pleasant stuff. So we keep going with that theme yeah. uh, and this 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 topic is one of the topics suggested by a, a kind listener who who sent me a message so mm. we said okay let's let's go into it yeah what happens after a failed inspection yeah we, we can go through that and spend a, you know an episode breaking it down because it's a lot of things that that go into it i guess the first thing is it depends what kind of inspection. So mm-hmm. the earlier the inspection in the, the manufacturing cycle, the less damage has been done. So if it's an inspection when they're just starting to produce, it fails. Well, nobody really cares that it fails or passes, you know, but the, the correct thing to say maybe is that it highlights some issues, right? So let's say it's... Um, First article inspection for an electromechanical product or you know or a pre-production meeting and they're just starting to cut and sue for, for a textile product. Mm. If some issues are noticed right here, you know, um, making corrections in the in the process so that all the rest goes out nicely, hopefully, you know, is 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 usually not that difficult. Or if if it proves to be difficult, they can, you know, be ordered to stop production, but it's probably not a lot of damage. Now, yeah. at the other end of the spectrum, if you have a failed inspection, once everything's been completed, <laughs> yes, people do care if, you know, if the inspection is passed or failed, uh, people care very much. And um, if you get a failed inspection at that point and you have, you have a big batch. You have twenty thousand of your, your your widgets, you know, sitting in, uh, in in export cartons, ready to be shipped out. And the inspector finds some issues and it's failed. Well, it might come with heavy consequences, right? So there's there's certain things that you need to do sort of in a sequence. Okay, we're gonna go through that, but the very first thing to do if it's a final inspection. From now on, I'm going to assume it's a final random inspection or a full inspection You know, after everything's been completed. Because uh, yep. that's really when 
people get very nervous. Uh, and some people start shouting and so on. So mm. very first thing is, okay, this is this inspector's, you know, sort of conclusion. Before even we look into it, make it very, very clear to the manufacturer. You don't ship anything out until I tell you it's, you know, until the buyer gives the green light. Okay. Because there's some, uh, some smart and uh, playful suppliers, let's say, that's going to say, well, you know, time for the inspector to prepare his report and everything. Hey, let's, you know, we already prepared some of the paperwork and everything. Let's move everything to the port already and, and uh, try to ask for forgiveness later. But we mm-hmm. don't want this stuff to be stuck here in the factory because, you know, who knows what the buyer is going to ask us to do and, and the buyer might get panicked and so on. And sometimes the suppliers really don't agree with the conclusion of the inspector, right? Now, sometimes also buyers don't. And that's what we're going to get into. That's the next step. But first, you need to make it very clear. Hey, no shipment. And like these goods, they don't move. Okay. They're like uh, quarantined. <laughs> it's, um, it's a fashionable statement these days, right? Yes. <laughs> um, but really, it's, it's like the batch failed incoming QC in the factory. It would be uh, quarantined somewhere. Well, this one failed the outgoing inspection, you know, or the, the buyer's final inspection. This batch is quarantined. It has to be put aside, labeled properly, and it's, it's got to wait for uh, the next steps. Okay, that's the very first thing. Protect the customer, the downstream customer. Don't ship out until uh, the situation is clarified and decisions can be made. Second thing to to look into is okay, you know, what is the standard and what is the situation that's been found and what's the gap, okay? So let's say the inspector found, I don't know, let's say they found too many defects, okay? That's a classic. You're going to look into that. You're going to look at the defects. You're going to ask for photos. If it's maybe functional issues, maybe you're going to ask for videos and you're going to look at them and you're going to try to to understand. And sometimes... On photos, you cannot really see the issues. If it's maybe color differences, it might be very different, difficult to see on, on photos. Then in that case, you request samples to be sent to you uh, by express courier, right? Mm. If it seems like it could be a serious issue. Okay. Now, if you if you look quickly and you say, well, all of this is pretty much acceptable. Okay. Then it's an issue with the standard, not with the findings. Okay, then how come the inspector did not have a you know a clear standard about what is acceptable or not? And and here buyers need to look at themselves in the mirror, you know, because um how come they authorized production of products under an unclear standard, an undocumented standard, right? Mm-hmm. If you just have um, a golden sample, well, the golden sample doesn't tell you anything about what is considered a critical defect, a major defect, a minor defect, right? doesn't tell you anything about how to classify different kinds of um, imperfections, let's say, right? It just tells you this one has been accepted. And let's try to get uh, all of the products as close as possible to it, right? But it doesn't say anything about the variation uh, that, that is allowed, Okay. So yeah, huge gray areas there. 
Yes, uh, and very typical, uh, unless the buyer knows exactly what they're doing and maybe has a lot of experience buying that specific kind of uh, product and has spent some time documenting things, right? Mm. And some some manufacturers will also tend to document that. But the relatively, how to say, unqualified manufacturers will not provide a quality standard. Or when you ask them for their quality standard, you know, it's so subjective and unspecific that it is basically useless. So uh, see, you know, what is the standard? What is, what is the finding and what's the gap? Okay. So in the example of the too many defects, yeah, you got to ask for photos. You got to ask for descriptions. You need to make sure the inspector is going to indicate the size maybe of the defect or, you know, the where it is on the product because different areas of the product are more or less visible. It's going to uh, take photos, maybe several photos to make it very clear, maybe one close-up, one a bit far away, or maybe a photo close to a um, ruler so that it's easy to, to see, oh, okay, it's um, 1.2 cm long. We have an idea about the size and it's much easier to picture the impact of that that kind of defects okay so you need to to ask for information make sure the report the reporting from the inspector is clear uh, but if it's not clear ask for more information okay now it could be a number of other issues right but really the the key here is you you get to uh, have a pose and really understand what's what's happening, what's what's going on here. If your product has, I don't know, several models or several colors or something, try to understand, you know, oh, is it all on one of the models or is it all in white color? You know, oh yeah, the the, the white color has dirty marks and the other the other colors don't have it or or maybe it's not visible at all, right? So maybe you can already make a decision. Hey. We need it in uh, in gray and black urgently. The white color can wait. You ship out these two colors first. We'll figure out what to do with the white color later, right? Um, but it's it's really about understanding what kind of issue is present where, in what proportion, how bad is it, and and so on. And you might find, <laughs> as the buyer, you might find yourself in the uncomfortable situation where. You see some issues that you really don't like, but you know you never told the supplier that it was not good. So first, you know, what's the supplier going to say? Hey, now you tell me it's not good after we do production. Come on, you should tell me earlier. Uh, we mm. really couldn't do anything to prevent it. We didn't even know it was a problem. And sometimes they are right. Sometimes they um, they they are quite sincere. Maybe you picked the wrong supplier. Maybe you picked a supplier that is used to working at the Walmart quality level, let's say, and um, but you give them a, uh, a standard or you expect them to follow a standard that is more, uh, you know, Louis Vuitton. Well, no. it's not going to happen, <laughs> mm. right? And that's your fault as the buyer. You picked the wrong supplier, definitely. It's a very big mistake. And you're going you're gonna to have... Um, a dispute with that supplier and um if you never told them you know in a documented way that that's what you want well you you can't blame them for it okay mm-hmm. now in other cases yeah they the, the supplier will play a bit um 
I've, I've had some people, you know, look at it and say, I don't even see a defect. What are you talking about? You know, <laughs> and I would say, okay, fine, fine. Look, there are photos and with, with a ruler or some indication of the size and the, you know, your customer will make up their own mind, but you see, I'm not making the fair. I'm not like tearing the products apart or, you know, throwing them on the floor or, or anything like that. Um, yeah. You know, but it can be pretty, um, pretty tough uh, discussion with the supplier trying to get them to sign on the the findings. Sometimes, yeah. And I, I really had some hysterical people, you know, uh, start to shout. Um, <laughs> the worst is when it's the 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 wife of the of the Lauban. You know, the Laubania comes out and is like, "What? Ah, you know the you know the impact of this if you reject it. All these people we cannot pay them at the end of the month." whatever and this is absolutely no problem this stuff you can set it no problem i've been to the mm. galerie lafayette in paris and it's not better than that blah, 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 blah. all kinds of stuff okay the, the 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 wife of the owner i should say in in english uh so you know how can you reason with some somebody like that who who just wants to make sure that you know the company gets enough cash for her to i don't know Pay her next installment for for the apartments that she she purchased on her personal um, personal account, you know, or, or whatever. Or she wants to to go do a, a shopping trip uh, to 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 Saint Andy or some place like that, and uh, <laughs> and she's not happy, <laughs> right? Can't, this is yeah. Anyway, sometimes it's it's like a joke, uh, but again, if you're working with this kind of supplier, maybe you made a mistake, right? If they don't have a, a uh, a qualified quality manager who, uh, who who can discuss this eye to eye in a logical manner and so on and you know and who helps you document what the standard is and challenges you uh, to to define it and so on and so on. Maybe you get what you deserve. You know, maybe you, mm-hmm. that's you know you your supplier qualification process is wrong. So you know, yeah, looking at the root cause of all this, sometimes the buyers get to look at themselves in the mirror okay so that's why before going back to the factory and saying wow this is worthless piece of garbage i don't want to see it you know and you uh you better fix it i'll give you three days uh, we send mm-hmm. an inspector again and then if it's failed again we just um whatever i would sue you and uh, until i get my money back and blah 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 this doesn't help anybody this is not going to motivate them Okay, motivating them through fear doesn't work that well. Okay, it's better to try to avoid emotions in this case. Now, let's say you've gone through the findings. You see, okay, this is really an issue. You know, we told them that, I don't know, the the rubber feet should be black. And the golden sample that we approved had black, uh, you know, black rubber feet. And then in production, for whatever reason, they bought these inferior, smaller feet that are gray. Now, what 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 went through their mind, you know? <laughs> um, and anything's possible. If you're not if it's the first time you work with the factory, you have to assume uh, anything's possible. Okay. So in that case, uh, it's pretty clear there was a standard. And they did not, they did not um, 
follow the standard? Well, first, you need to make sure that they actually understand. Okay, you should not assume that the inspector went in front of the GM and say, look, this is the document from the customer, or this is the approved sample. This is your production. I found whatever, uh, you know, uh, 40% of the goods have this problem. And as, as a result, the inspection results could be failed. And, you know, you should go ahead and contact your customer right away. No, you should not assume that for many reasons. Maybe no, maybe no manager, no manager of the factory is present when the inspector finds out these issues and does his closing meeting, right? So mm-hmm. you will have, there are all kinds of situations. Sometimes they see that the inspector is finding issues and then they think, oh, oh, oh God, you know, what, what can we do? And then they email the customer, their customer, and they say, oh, the, the inspector is asking for money, blah, 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 trying to discredit the inspector, you know, before the inspector sends the bad stuff. And sometimes they actually believe that the inspector is asking for money uh, because maybe they really do not understand why the inspector's standard is so high, right? Maybe because the buyer did not do the job. And maybe maybe the buyer sort of did the job and documented everything in English and it went to a trading company that did not send it to the manufacturer. Or maybe it was sent to a salesperson who... Mm has been on the job for three months and is basically, you know, still catching up to understand how to translate all the terms and is too busy and hasn't passed the information on properly to um, to the rest of the teams. Uh, anything is possible, okay? So you got to make sure that the right people at the factory are aware of it. Uh, and then so you take that report or maybe you take uh, big screenshots of the, the issues found in the report. And you send it to them and you say, guys, this is really alarming. I would like to request that you analyze this and you come back to me with an explanation. Mm. In the meantime, do not move the products, quarantine them somewhere. You get to wait until we sort this out. Okay. This is a very, uh, it's a direct message. The request is clear. But you don't make it emotional. Yeah, you, it's not unreasonable. Oh yeah, of course. And and you 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 know, the factory is not a, not going to feel attacked. Uh, you're not accusing them. You're not blaming them for doing a bad job or anything. First, uh, you encourage them to just take their analytical you know, frame of mind and go through this and respond without emotions, without feeling that they are blamed. Okay, mm. because. In the end, you know, who knows? Maybe it's your fault. Maybe they will show you, oh, you know, you directed that supplier, uh, whatever, for the, uh, for the PVC tube. And the, that, that supplier delivered that to us. And, um, you know, and then now it's in the final product and it's rejected. And, but it's, it's not our fault. This is yeah. a supplier that you directed. Now, of course, you would say, well, wait a minute. You got to check quality before you, you do your, your assembly job or something, right? Um, but in the end, in the end, if the cause of this issue is a supplier that you directed, it's on your shoulders. And now you have to go mm-hmm. there to other supplier and complain to them instead, right? 
and you get to actually sort of apologize nearly to to your main supplier <laughs> and say, well, yeah, okay, sorry, I don't know what happened. Uh, you know, usually they do a good job. Uh, can you please uh, remove this stuff and they will send a new batch and so on, right? Uh, and they might say, well, you get to pay extra for that. And mm-hmm. you know what? Um, there's no good argument for the for the buyer to, to push back on that, right? So you 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 gotta you gotta try to push them to go at it and analyze it and respond to you, uh, you know, in a dispassionate way, basically. Okay, I think it's it's, uh, it's pretty clear. Now, let's say it really is an issue and you really need them to do something, right? You can accept that this the the ship these goods to you. Okay, then <laughs> again they have to quarantine and they probably have to recheck the products. Okay. Uh if if the inspectors say that hundred percent of the products have the problem, well, uh you know, is that correct? You know, please double check. Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. the if the manufacturer says, Well, we only find three percent with that problem, then you might say, okay, then let me send the inspector again or another inspector to um, to go through this again, and they will they will take whatever um, three hundred pieces, take them out from uh, thirty different cartons, and take all of them in photo, and then we will review it, right? Because you really need to make sure that everybody is talking about the same thing, has the same standard, is really aligned. If it's not mm. aligned, then if the manufacturer thinks that 95% of them are, of the issues are actually acceptable, it's just little imperfections, nothing bad. Uh, the inspector thinks 100% is bad. Maybe you think 50% is bad, 50% is good. I mean, that's not good, right? So uh, in this case, um, something that works, maybe you instruct the, the inspector to go there and then you say there's three buckets. One is definitely not good. One is definitely good and another one is so so not really sure okay uh, in many cases you, you kind of have to do that because you don't have a very clear standard then inspector is going to do that and and you're going to analyze the the third bucket right uh, i'm not really sure if this is good or bad and one by one you're going to say this one is good this one is bad this one is bad this one is bad this one is good this one is bad this one is bad and this will really give a lot of clarity uh, about the standard. Now, mm-hmm. if the factory checks again and again, they say, well, there's only 5%. <laughs> but the inspector, based on your instructions and your feedback, says it's 50% bad. You've got an issue with the factory. You've got to go maybe on a video call with them and open some of them. And, and, you know, there's a problem. There's an alignment problem. You need to document it very carefully and, um, and, and put pressure on them. You know, you guys cannot tell me 5%. If it's not 5%, it's going to be rejected again, right? So because these kind of things, uh, you know, that, that happens. But let's say let's say you, you manage to be more or less aligned. You ask the factory to sort the bad ones out. And mm. maybe the good ones, maybe you need them right away. Maybe they have to do an extra, extra shipment for that. Then the bad ones, they have to do something, you know. In many cases, it's possible to rework, uh, repair, you know, basically bring them back into conformance. 
you know, into an acceptable level, or maybe to bring them into what you might call second rate, uh, second rate category, where maybe you you accept to buy it with a with a thirty percent discount or something, because mm. in certain product distribution channels, that's actually kind of acceptable, but they, you know, it's got to be cheaper. Um, right. So you, you, you instruct them on how to sort the products and what to do with the bad ones. And, and then they, yeah, they have to do that rework and maybe they have to reproduce. Maybe some of them are so bad, cannot be reworked. Or if they try to rework, you're afraid that they will mess up with the whole construction of the product. And then, uh, there's going to be a lot of problems. So you, you, you request. Maybe they do a short shipment, they, 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 they leave it aside and they get paid less or you force them to reproduce the ones that, uh, that, that, um, that are really beyond the ability to be, uh, to be repaired, All right? Hmm. And then uh, before they ship out, if you have a doubt, well, get an inspector in again and double check, right? And this right. usually is at the... Um, at the expense of the supplier. Okay, so meaning that you will get the supplier to agree that they will add a rebate on their uh, on their invoice for it. Maybe you ask them to, to send you a revised performer invoice for it, or maybe just an email. Uh, yeah, you can re- remove that from, from uh, the amount of your payment or something, right? So that's... Um, that's what to do just to correct the problem okay just to mm. correct <laughs> then you know so you contain the problem and then you sort of fix the problem in the short term in the short term um, right but you don't want it to come back right 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 you don't want the the same problem to happen again on the next production run mm. so then you are looking into a proper corrective action plan. Okay. Mm-hmm. And corrective action plan uh, takes longer, is really more of a long-term improvement thing. And uh, you, you you ask them to look into the root cause of what happened and how it happened and, you know, and, and, and go down to, go back to maybe with, maybe this process is not clear. Maybe the, I don't know. You should have an extra going to go gauge here to find this problem as an extra control. Uh, maybe it's, it's an issue at the, the level of a supplier. Maybe, you know, this could be a, a very wide variety of, uh, of, of, of issues. Okay. And it could be two or three problems at the same time that led to this, um, this, this, this symptom, right? This um, bad batch of products. So you really need to break it down to its components and then go down to the root cause and prioritize things and then get people to work through an action plan. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be, it could be in the form of an eight D, eight, uh, eight discipline, like one, two, three, four, five, six, eight, uh, seven, eight, uh, you know, that the number eight, uh, which was, um, set up by a Ford motor company in the eighties and is now becoming quite popular. Uh, but, just a good old corrective action plan. Basically, at that point, you've you've taken care of the short term, 
but then you need to understand you know how it actually happened and what the root causes are and the root cause is never at the level of you know people oh somebody made a mistake oh uh whatever uh this person did not get the training so we're just going to give them training again you know this is lazy uh cause analysis if you if you stop at that level you're not addressing the root cause and it means mm-hmm. you're not uh fixing the problem uh at the root and it, it will be likely to come back uh so yeah okay mm-hmm. they, they were not trained well uh, why they were not trained you don't have a training program for that or you know what 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 do you need to do we need to do a, uh, maybe they, they, they get trained they forget okay then how do you refresh their memory about it uh, in a structured systematic manner something that you cannot you you cannot forget to do it right how can mm-hmm. it become part of your management system or oh they made a mistake well how come they made a mistake you know uh, what about their training what about the supervision uh what about the fact that they actually could make the mistake and it had such a such an impact and here again the buyers might have to look at themselves in the mirror because if it's a design a product design problem that it's it's so easy you know to make that mistake and then it has such big consequences uh you know maybe the buyer is going to uh to think oh well uh, we directed the 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 design and we did all the of the design and development and prototyping and this this manufacturer did what they could right and it, it, this happens more often than people think hmm. for example if there's a um there's a certain process window right so you do i don't know you do a casting or you do a, let's say you do plastic injection molding okay extremely common process maybe your uh, the design of a part uh with its its geometry and with the the kind of um uh, material the plastic material that has to be used and the kind of tolerances that are required and the kind of finish and so on you could uh get it right pre-production you could get it mm-hmm. right in the first one or two batches but then it might be pretty hard to uh to get it right every single time because the process window is so narrow you know meaning that you're going to get the desired end result only if you get you know exactly this temperature like this and exactly this cycle time like this and exactly that uh, pressure like this and the outside humidity is is like this and the outside temperature is like that and then you do it in the winter and it goes okay and in the summer you cannot get it right that's an example right mm. uh and there's a lot of other other examples like this of uh, design issues and by the way i think on the podcast we're going to read something about a uh the, the this design analysis um, on the product, right? Design risk analysis, I should say. Design FMEA. Uh, yes. Yeah, I think. You're yeah. Yeah. That's coming soon. I was speaking with Andrew about mm-hmm. the DFMEA recently, and actually, we put a blog post out on Agilian Technologies blog as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that that goes into a lot of what you're talking about. But when mm-hmm. I'm listening to this part, I mean. Reacting to a failed inspection is one thing and then going deeper into, well, why has this occurred and what can we do to, you know, put in place 
preventive uh, actions. It, it all goes back to, you know, following that really thorough MPI process. And there's so much there that can go wrong. And I suppose that really makes it so clear to me that when you are an entrepreneur or an SME and you are not necessarily very, very experienced, perhaps in some cases of doing this process, issues that can cause a failed inspection could be so easy to come by. Even last week's episode, when you spoke about the investment needed to get Mm. to production, you know, maybe trying to get to production quickly, certain things were missed. And there you go, quality issues that lead to failed inspections. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's all linked, let's say this way. Mm. It's all linked. Yeah. So we can't give the full picture in just this one episode because it would be, you know, 24 hours long or something. But uh, if you go back and listen to so many of our former episodes, then uh, Mm. actually you're going to start to really get a good handle on that. Yeah. Uh, What I would say is that we've done a lot of episodes on uh, things that will help you avoid the case where you have a failed inspection. Let's say this way. Now, if you still have a failed inspection, what to do? Well, you know, I hope I laid out a few logical steps. I hope it, you know, makes sense. It's going to, uh, yeah, to raise the odds that you get where you need to be rather than going into a dumb dispute of, I told you this was not acceptable. Oh, but we think it's okay because our other customers say it's okay. Oh, and then, Mm. Okay, okay, we're going to sort it out and we work. Okay, it's ready. And then you go with an inspector again and then you find the exact same issues. You haven't mm. done anything. Yeah, we've done it, but uh, we found 90, 98% of them were okay, actually. Oh, uh, no, look, this is very bad. I cannot accept. Oh, okay, I get it now. I get it. And then, oh, okay, we're going to fix it. And then send an inspector mm. again and they find the exact same problem. And, uh, you know, sometimes... It goes into a dispute, but sometimes it goes, in, you know, where basically the supplier stalls and say, no, no, sorry, uh, I don't agree. I think it's acceptable. Uh, mm. And sometimes the supplier says, okay, okay, you know, the, gives face to the buyer. Yeah, you're right, you're right. And uh, But then the buyer says, I absolutely have to ship this out next week. You know, you, you get to fix this. And then the, the, the supplier, th- you know, sometimes... In China, they're thinking, well, okay, that means you will take it no matter what. Uh, so yeah. I don't, you know, I'm just going to wait. You want to send an inspector again? Okay, no problem. Yeah, it's, who knows? Maybe we're lucky. The inspector doesn't find as many issues. Um, but worst case is it's rejected again. And then what? He's going to get it. And he really needs it anyway. We don't think it's that mm. bad, right? And then as a buyer, if you really end up taking the goods, you're really signaling that, in fact, you know, you're not happy, but at the end of the of the day, you know, the bottom line is um, it is acceptable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they will remember that. They'll say, okay, that's the quite the real quality standard right here, right? And yeah. in some cases, they're even happy. Well, we learned something. We learned this guy talks a lot, but um, he can actually accept um, you know, something that's less than perfect. Um, so it's okay. We, uh, we can be relaxed with, with this customer. Mm. They will remember. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's really helpful. So uh, if you do have a field inspection, that is the process to go through in detail and some really good, uh, some good guidance there, Renaud. As usual, please check the show notes and uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Adrian. Thanks, everybody. Thanks again for listening to this podcast brought to you by the Sophie's Group. We're on a mission to provide you with everything you need to manufacture effectively in Asia, including inspections, auditing, new product development support, contract manufacturing, 3PL warehousing and fulfillment, and much, much more across Asia's key manufacturing areas. Visit us at sofeast.com, that's S-O-F-E-A-S-T dot com, to learn more and get help. If you've enjoyed the podcast today, please do rate, review and share because it will really help others discover us too.